Restaurant Unstoppable, episode 1048 with Timory Shibley. I just want to go to all my all the restaurants, you know, in the world, and I want to give them a hug, and I want to say, this is the hardest damn business. And I commend the folks out there doing it right, because there is no harder. Are you ready for It Factors? Success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge. Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. This episode brought to you by Owner.com. Owner.com is the leading all-in-one platform for restaurant marketing. Owner.com powers everything from SEO-optimized websites, direct online ordering, automated email and text marketing, built-in loyalty programs, zero commission delivery, and branded mobile apps for your restaurant that's integrated right into your POS. With Owner.com, there's no contract, no hidden fees, and nothing to lose. Join thousands of restaurant owners using Owner.com to grow direct online sales, save thousands in third-party fees, and simplify their online ordering presence all in one. Book a free demo today at owner.com slash unstoppable and see why owner.com is the number one rated restaurant marketing software. This episode is brought to you by Restaurant Systems Pro and they are launching their first time ever 60-day pilot program. This is something that's never been done before. This 60-day event is at no cost to you, but it's not for everyone. Fred Langley, CEO of Restaurant Systems Pro, will be leading a group of restaurateurs through the Restaurant System Pro software and setting up the systems for your restaurants. Fred will teach you recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, it, more butts and seats, and that's not it. If you are interested in this, head over to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. If you're tired of the other tater, you ought to try tater cakes because it's time to serve the tater your guests deserve. Tater cakes are shredded potatoes mixed with delicious flavors. All the best parts of a baked potato in the perfect handheld package from the freezer to the fryer to the guest. Serve them in a variety of different ways and in different applications. Great for dining, delivery, and to go. With all the uncertainties of the world today, we should be able to be certain that our food always has great flavor. And tater Cakes provides that comfort in every bite. Request samples at tatercakes.com. That's T-A-T-E-R-K-E-G-S.com, tatercakes.com. My name is Eric Cacciatore. I'm the founder and host of Restaurant Unstoppable Podcast. The Predictive Index, or PI, is a talent optimization platform that helps build happier and more productive teams. With the PI software, you will lower employee turnover, train your managers to be leaders, and keep your employees engaged. You can try PI for free and receive a 30-minute consultation from a certified PI partner, Ed Doherty, from One Degree Coaching. Head to restaurantunstoppable.com slash try PI with excitement allow me to introduce to you today's guest co-owner and co-creator of the do da diner timory shibley timory my lady are you feeling unstoppable today totally unstoppable you are unstoppable sister with a little dash of whimsical and laid back yeah and i don't always get to like 
hang out during a football game on a Monday night with my guests the night before. And we, I actually got to hang out with both you and Patrick and it was a lot of fun. And we're here. Uh, and I know this is going to be a great story. Cause you, like, I was like, don't tell me too much, Tim Marie. And you're, you just let it out. And I was, I know the story already and I'm going to try to pull back the layers, but I'm giving the listeners a teaser. It's going to be good. And, and uh, Adam Guild called you out. Adam Guild is the owner of owner.com. Uh, probably one of my most recent like best interviews in terms of marketing and the details around marketing. And I drilled him and he, he, he delivers. He, yeah, he delivered and he has such great things to say about you and what you're doing here. He called you out and, um, I know you have a lot of respect for Adam too. I do. Yeah. Um, we've been blessed. Yeah. And we're going to, I'm sure that's going to be a part of your story. Um, mm-hmm. but I can't wait to dive into who you are and how you got to where you are today. But let's get that motivational, inspirational, ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you got for us? Uh, our quote of the Doodah Diner. We reserve the right to get smarter. We reserve the right to get smarter. Mm-hmm. Dive into that. You know, I don't come from the hospitality industry, but I have been tagged as a foodie from as early as the age of two. The age of two? Mm-hmm. I had a babysitter who said I threw a fit when she served me Kraft macaroni and cheese versus my mom's homemade. But then I explained to her I've never eaten a boiled hot dog since her either because <laughs> I can still see that oil floating on the top. Um, no, I am, I am truly a tried and true foodie. Food has been my pleasure center. Um, even growing up pleasantly plump. I ate my weight in flour fried tacos and I just, I loved, but fine dining was truly my coup de grace. I loved it. My parents knew I wanted to go out for a fancy dinner when I was six. I mean, I just loved being served and I ended up in my second chapter in my adult life, marrying somebody who was an acquaintance of mine in high school who was in restaurant management. I knew his dad had had a restaurant. Um, But fast forward, it's an awesome thing when a foodie marries a chef. (laughs) Let me just tell you. Life just got good. Yeah. And um, here we are 13 years later. And I would never have dreamed that I would be a restaurant owner, let alone... A restaurant that has survived 11 years under the most crazy circumstances. Yeah, we're going to get into that and echo that that opening quote one more time. We reserve the right to get smarter. Yes, and I love that mindset because you're going to think, you're going to have an idea of what it is to open a restaurant and the challenges that come with opening a restaurant. And you're going to have this picture of what you think the right way to do is, Mm -hmm. but you're constantly going to be getting challenged. You're constantly, you're in the world around you is going to be evolving. So like you're, you're a student of the industry and you you have to reserve that right to constantly grow and, and be proven wrong every once in a while. Right. That's kind of what I hear when I hear that quote. Well, and you have to be humble. Yeah. And and be a dry sponge because when we opened, literally, Patrick took responsibility of the back of the house and that left me with front of the house and back office. Mm. And I had never worked in a restaurant. Yeah, I can only imagine the crash course. I mean, we had 30 days from the time, self-created, we gave ourselves our own deadline, but he looked 
and found this restaurant on Craigslist. And I was home. I was a traveling account manager, traveling Kansas and Oklahoma, and I was home. What were you managing? What kind of accounts? Um, I was selling um, online curriculum for at-risk students to school districts in Kansas and Oklahoma to help reduce the dropout rate and to bring in those students into this amazing online curriculum that incorporates all the opportunities that the internet can give. So if you're learning about astrology, for that curriculum to pop up and show the Milky Way in live video because it was able to stream into the NASA, you know, that was, and that was way ahead of when online or at-home learning became a necessity. Was this homeschooling or like a homeschool? Okay. Yeah. So You know, it's interesting. I feel like I'm going to digress a little bit. That We do that sometimes on the show, but I think I'm so excited for the future because... I mean, especially for that, like the the school system, because like w- like I don't know, like no matter where you are, I just it, I think the the school system is going to diversify because, and I think it, it's weird right now because I don't know if everybody necessarily wants one source of education because with that becomes one source of like influence with values, and not everybody has the same values. So I think that public or sorry, private schooling is going to become much more accessible for independent. I mean. I don't know why I'm talking about this right now, but I'm just kind of interested in the subject, I guess. But. No, it was very, I mean, it was ahead of its time. If only I was selling it when, after the pandemic and the online, I mean, I don't think all the school districts, if they would have embraced a curriculum like what we had available for purchase versus everybody trying to create the wheel themselves, um, I think it would have been a much smoother. Well, I mean, I'll tie it back to the restaurant industry. Okay. You know, right now, like there's resources, whether you're a, a 12-year-old kid in the school system or you're a, an emerging restaurant tour, there is curriculum out there for you. You don't have to do it alone anymore. And there's like information flows freer than ever before. And uh, there, like, like just knowing that you don't have to do it alone, you can join a community, you can get a curriculum and. I mean, there's so many uh, restaurant mm-hmm. stoppables doing this. I know we have Restaurant Systems Pro that does this. We have different past guests on the show. I think um, uh, Chip Klaus with Restaurant Strategy does this. Like whoever you can choose your professor, you know. And there's right. communities out there where you can go and you can find your inspiration. Owner.com, not well. There's Owner.com, but RestaurantOwner.com too did this, you know. Mm-hmm. And there's Owner.com, and I know that they they provide these services, but they're they're also educating people. So, like, you don't have to do it alone. And, like, information is flowing so freely right now. So, back to your timeline. So, you're doing this. And and Patrick was so busy in the back of the house. I mean, he had a staff of five and um, literally had no time to lend. Scoot your seat in for me a little bit. He had no time to train me on what it was going to mean to be a front-of-the-house manager. I had been a sales manager, and I knew... Even though our menu didn't get created until a week before we served it to our friends and family, I knew that it was going to be gourmet comfort food. You guys got married just before opening, right? A year and a half. A year and a half before opening. Just, yeah. So, and he was a bachelor. I married a 45-year-old bachelor, um, lifetimer in the restaurant industry. And um, this diner truly, I've had two daughters, and they're 24 and 26 now, but Giving birth to a diner is very similar and parallels your third child. Our your third new, child in your new marriage in every way, shape, or form. 
So, um, I, just like parenthood, didn't come with a manual. I had no time to really research any kind of how to put systems in place. I had 30 days. We right. were, this was a Chinese restaurant that we converted and painted and did everything ourselves. Yeah. And opened. And it was about a month in that somebody from the Kansas Restaurant and Hospitality Association stopped by to welcome us. And that resource was the best connection for us in our beginning. Because now I am a part of a bigger community. Not only... Wichita is a pretty rocking entrepreneurial town. I think the Midwest is on fire right now in general. It's really like there's so much opportunity here. I think people are being pushed out of like the, the bigger coastal cities because cost of living is getting so outrageous. And the other variable too. Shh, we like it Yeah, here. it's a secret. Don't tell anyone. But the other, I think the other variable why there's so much opportunity in these, I like to call them uh, fringe or... Um, my friend Chris Dimmick would correct me and call it a momentum market where there's just so much opportunity because there's literally so much space and room and people are, mm-hmm. you can, you, the dollar goes so much further here, you know? And you know, in Wichita, we're one of the top test markets for new concepts. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I did not, I did not know that. Well, Pizza Hut started here. Freddy's frozen custard, um, White Castle. Yeah. Well, people are becoming less and less dependent on geographic for working, right? And I think that's True. the other variable, too. So you're going to have all these people making their big, like, you know, close to multi-six-figure incomes. Um, they're like, why are we living in New York with this money? Like, well, let's go. So, like, I actually just had um, on the show Sam Fort, and she was living in Boston. And she, she and her husband moved to Lexington, Kentucky, because the money just goes so much further. She just gave herself jobs. a huge raise. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I am curious. Paint the picture of what Patrick was doing before uh, Doodah Donner. Let's get an idea of who Patrick is, because I know sure. he's uh, obviously a huge part of all this. He was born into a restaurant family. His dad was a restaurateur. And... Patrick went to culinary school. He's dyslexic. Me too. Um, yeah. So many dyslexic people in this industry and ADHD. Absolutely. And he tried to go to traditional university, and that lasted for one year. He was going to go into the Navy, and that didn't end up panning out. And he ended up going to culinary school. And um, he had worked his way, he attended a Catholic high school, third child to four. He paid his own way to this high school as a cook at Bennigan's and um, chose to do that. Rather, I mean, he had washed dishes at his dad's restaurant, but quickly learned he didn't want his dad as his boss. And <laughs> Patrick has such a vast, he has worked in so many different concepts. And Dating him, I didn't really understand his chefness other than what he would wow me with as he was courting me. Yeah. And the dishes were amazing and over the top and all those things. But when we were dating, he was the general manager of an upscale, fine dining, fun lunch and dinner spot, the place to hang out on this the weekends mm-hmm. in Wichita. Oh, Wichita. In Wichita. Okay. At Yaya's. And. When we started dating, we were long distance. What I was year is in, this? Uh, 2009 okay. is when we started dating. And um, 
I was in Kansas City, he was in Wichita, and we would talk on the phone every night after I got my kids settled into bed and his he was home from work at ten, ten thirty, and then we would talk on the phone How every night meet? for hours. Well, funny, um, because of Facebook, I reconnected with a high school friend who happened to be attending the same Chiefs game that I was, and we made plans that over Thanksgiving, when I came home, we were going to go out, and we went out to Yaya's, and Patrick, who we knew we were acquaintances in high school, he dated all my dear friends. He, while we shared a mutual best friend, I don't know that he and I ever had a conversation, but we attended all the same parties. So we knew who each other were. And so when I walked in that, oh, it was Black Friday. Almost, almost, uh, what, that'd be 15 years ago? Yeah, in 09, Black Friday. And, um, no, yeah. No. Oh, eight. I apologize. It was oh, eight. I moved here in 09. Got it. And um, when I walked into Yaya's, and he goes, Timory Van Dam, haven't seen you in like 30 years. (laughs) And I was like, Patrick Shipley. That name, by the way, Timory Van Dam, your your parents did you a favor. (laughs) How do you forget that? Well, my middle name is Glee. Timory Glee. Do you know I didn't get invited back to the 8th grade Glee Club? <laughs> I can't sing a lick. But, um, and so it was funny. He, Patrick was very popular, very handsome. Still is. Yes. Don't tell and him he, I said that. He just walked up like a ghost just appeared as we were talking about him. Um, but we were actually, and my girlfriend that I was meeting also went to high school with him. And um, we were time. walking back to the table, and the single woman that I am at this point, seeing one of the most attractive guys I remembered from the high school days, walking with no wedding ring, we get to the table, and he says, hi, and, you know, yo, we should all meet up <laughs> afterwards and whatnot. And then he leaves the table, and I go, Annie, what's Patrick Shibley's story? There's no ring. Is he divorced? Like, I had this, I don't know why I thought I'd have a chance, but, and she goes, nope, he's never been married. And I'm like, after five years of being a divorced woman, I thought there was another great one lost to a different (laughs) preference of sexuality than I had, and I was somewhat discouraged. And she said, oh, no. He got left at the altar. And I was like, oh, thank you. Oh, okay. So that's not so bad. Story really isn't he wasn't left at the altar, but it was a few days prior to that. But anyways, long story short. Why are you telling the story right now, Timmy? He's on the camera in the background. (laughs) He did end up coming and meeting us out that night. And then it took another, I don't know, six to eight weeks before he sent me a text during March Madness and was like, hey, when are you coming home again? Let's hang out. Yeah, we're talking about the origin story right now. How yeah. you two met? Yep. Yeah. So, um, so that started, so, and we started dating long distance. So actually, I, Britney Spears was our first date. So, two thousand eight, you started talking. Two thousand nine, you're you're moving to Wichita. Mm-hmm. Two thousand twelve, you open your restaurant. 
that correct? That sounds so easy. Right? <laughs> so take us there to the a, point. There's a wedding in there. Yeah, get on the mic. Move that sucker. There's right a wedding the in there at some point. Yeah, we got married eventually. Uh, so at what point um, did the, the conversation of let's open a restaurant together come into frame? When I came in from watering the tomatoes, and he goes, honey, there's a restaurant for sale on Craigslist downtown. Let's go look at it. What year was this? Is this 2012? How fast did it happen? Yeah, that was in 2012. That was in... um, End of July. End of July. We signed the lease like August 10th. Okay. We might have seen it August 7th or 8th. Signed the lease two days later and opened on September 12th. So pretty quick a month a month that's pretty quick so yeah we didn't have a business plan so what was like what was the state of this restaurant like what was it before you guys you took over this restaurant or the building was built in 1959 by our ex-landlord as a radio shack and a tandy leather a radio shack and a tandy leather Mm -hmm. and when you is that what it was before you moved into it no No, because it was a restaurant it was chinese food restaurant i think you mentioned half of the building um, was for a nonprofit, and the other half of the building had been six different restaurant concepts in nine years. Yeah, and uh, Patrick, you, you were front of house at this point. You were managing a restaurant, or you were back of house? Uh, you I, was find- looking, I mean, I was I was seriously looking for a job. So, um, and I was just I nobody would hire me because I was too old. Yeah, you know. You mind me asking how old you were in two thousand twelve? Uh, 44? 45. 45? Yeah. Yeah. So too old, uh, too much experience. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> He's a little louder than you are. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> so 2012, two th- um, you're 45 years old. You're, you're struggling to find a job, too experienced. Uh, get Pick up that train of thought. Um, and I really didn't have a huge desire to open a restaurant, but I figured that was the next step. So you didn't have a desire. <laughs> you didn't have a desire, but you knew if you wanted to make your own future, that was the, kind of the option for you. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to stick in this be- business. Yeah. And quite frankly, I love this business. So I you, mean, prior to opening this restaurant, you were mostly back of house chef, correct? Cooking? Mostly no? in the front of the house. Mostly in the front of the house. Yes. Okay. All right. And, um, I worked in the back of the house pretty hardcore till by when I was 32 years old and then okay. I then I came out front and started doing some things with the back of the house but mostly out front um, front of the house stuff. So when you st- opened this restaurant you were going to be the cook and or the chef and Tim Marie was going to be front of house. Was that the plan? Yes. Um how'd that make you feel getting away from where you like you're, you're com- like, or at this point I feel like you kind of, well, it's both not, lanes. she always says you choose your, you chose your job. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I didn't really choose it. I just knew I needed a restaurant right. and this is where I needed to be. Yeah. So the reason why I love your story is because so many people can relate to it. So many people who have a dream to get into the restaurant industry, maybe who have worked in restaurants, uh, they maybe had a lane Maybe it was back of house or front of house manager, chef, cook, or whatever. But the act of owning a restaurant is a totally different beast from working in a restaurant. Safe yeah. to say? Yeah. Safe. Um, and we had no intentions of owning a restaurant. He was actively looking for a job. It took 18 months. And he, had, he was too old, had too much experience, and had been paid 
too much. And so they could hire somebody half his age, work him twice as hard, and pay him half as much. So he was applying for jobs right along when he found this restaurant for sale. So we were on food stamps. I won't lie. We were living on child support from my ex-husband, and I was in a new account manager territory sales position that was going to build with time as I grew more customers. But Slide that mic over just a little bit. Pull the base. Pull the base. But we literally, it wasn't, I wasn't sold on that we could really, that we had what it took to open a restaurant. And on a handshake loan in $10,000, we literally I said, made it happen. All we got to do is put out some good food, some good service, and people will come. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. You know, just focus on the four walls, marketing, and being present. Uh, the hard part is it's hard to scale people, Right. It's hard to scale Tim Marie and Patrick because yeah. you, you two are unique individuals. So help help the listeners at home understand where you are today. Kind of paint the picture of like what like because I know talking to you like you've gotten a lot of national press and recognition. So from zero restaurant ownership, you zero Tim Marie restaurant experience, mm-hmm. um, and then you were I think the closest thing to ownership for you, Patrick, was uh, management, right? Right. With no plan, no no dream to necessarily open a restaurant, you get this national by twelve. Pretty pretty quickly, you guys scale and you get this national like acclaim. Well, it took a little bit. Um, well, but paint that picture of where we are today before you get done. Where we are today, today our restaurant has been open over eleven years. We expanded four years ago and went from eighty seats to one hundred and eighty. We currently are open 30 hours a week and we'll hit 2 million in sales this year with wow. no liquor license. Wow. It's a lot of biscuits and gravy. That's a lot of eggs. <laughs> oh, 7,500 eggs a week. Wait, what year did you go from um, the uh, 80 to 180? In 2019, 2019. right before Oof. we had reopened just about six months before the pandemic shut us down for a few months. So bring us back to August of 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, you find this restaurant. What were you feeling? What was going on inside of you? I'm just glad we didn't have time to really assess those feelings because it was Patrick and I are both, we're dreamers. We're, we believe in the impossible. Like, And when there's two dreamers in a relationship... It's a lot of fun. It's a, well, it's a lot of fun. It would sure be good if one of us had any bit of parenting, like not like. No, we believe we can do the impossible, and yeah. we also believe that, that it was. I, was that, my mission statement to change the world? <laughs> to change the world, but we also it really wasn't an option to fail. I mean, here he was, a new stepfather of daughters that were 12 and 14 going from being a bachelor to a step a stepfather yeah. yeah and i mean we he, i just i knew he had the chef ability and i knew in my professional career i had i was an extremely successful in various dif- any position that i had gone into so through customer service so and the fact that he and i as owners, operators were the first ones in the building and the last one out of the building. And I love to talk to my customers. And so 
between giving them the good food and then making them feel appreciated and actually talking to them. And for whatever reason, that's where it grew us to today, where, you know, my restaurant's now like in middle school and it's got its big girl panties on and Mama Doodah doesn't have to be here like from Mama Open Doodah. the Clues. <laughs> well, it's a huge family. So back to, to Patrick, same question. What were you feeling? What was going on? Like b- just before you had Open, what was the internal, what was the feeling? Um, Get Open. Was there anxiety? Oh, well, Fear? you just don't. I mean, I already had a lot of anxiety because I hadn't had a job. So, yeah. you know. Getting me to work was a good idea. What was the struggle in the first, from like August to say, you open in September, but like what were the biggest roadblocks, the biggest challenges for you guys? Well, just employees and making, you know, doing things right. Like first day we'd start, you know, the first week we'd start out and I was like, okay, we're staying late. We're staying late today to wash dishes after lunch. Right. Because I haven't got a dishwasher yet. Because I didn't really need a dishwasher, right? But you then you know, things got a busy. month goes by, and I'm like, oh, I got to hire a dishwasher. Like, what was then, so? What was it about this location that you think was a good like? What What was the appeal about this location? Twelve hundred dollars a month. Okay, rent. But was there was there like what did you have? Was oh, it turnkey? It was turnkey. Okay, turnkey. it was a Chinese restaurant, so we had to just take out the walk. Um, remember that. Walk and we grill. found a used griddle. And we found a flat top, and then we got rid of all the little teacups and went to garage sales and friends and Goodwill and got our dishes and brought furniture from home and from friends and family, and everybody kind of pitched in. All in, what did it cost you to open this restaurant? <laughs> Plus $1,200 a month rent. Everything else was turnkey. I wouldn't wouldn't do, I wouldn't advise the way we did it. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that's why we're here. Yeah, no, no. I mean, what would you like? We were in desperation. We were literally, um, if we'd have put much thought into this, we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. Um, (laughs) But there's also truth to like, uh, paralysis by analysis, where people yeah. never start because they try to think of every detail. And I, I think there's two ways to open a restaurant. There's, Absolutely. There's start very small mm-hmm. and and just let cash flow and people determine your growth. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, do it pro forma, figure out what it's going to cost you to open and figure out what it's going to cost you to stay open for and a have year. have all the bells and whistles and go out and, and get all staff. the money. And, but that's not possible for everybody, you know? No, Especially, and who knows if they even like their food? I mean, there's not a proof of concept yet right. when you spent all so that money. So I think the approach that you took is a very way – it is a way to do it. You it know? is. It's it maybe not totally the easiest way. It was totally by accident. Way. You might need two dreamers to pull it off, you know, because you'll have – because you, you, you tap yeah. into that frontal lobe and you just start asking, like, well, how do we do this? Well, we have right. friends. You know, they'll give us – they'll give us uh, – you want to ch- chime in? I need to go check on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go well, thanks him. for joining us. If you yeah. get any more windows, come come hang Appreciate out. Appreciate all your hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you'd come uh, say hi. Um, so back to that line. So like, so. Well, I also had no budget for advertising. So um, while he had the challenges in the back of the house, I mean, we didn't hide. We didn't open with seven servers and two dishwashers and seven or eight cooks. I mean. We opened with enough people 
And as business slowly grew and each employee was doing as much as they absolutely could is when we added one more staff. We opened with a cash register. We hand wrote tickets. We, I mean, whipped our own butter. We shred our own cheese. We, we, We started with very basics. And no bells and whistles. I couldn't afford any bells and yeah. whistles. Do me a favor. Pull that mic closer again. Just the bass. Just pull it. There you go. So um, I now know that that was truly a key to our success was growing slowly. Yes. And I mean, it was two years before we got a POS system. Right. Is, is it getting is it it's not as easy to do what you and Patrick did today. You know, you it, it's harder and harder I would to find agree those with opportunities. That cost of goods are going up, labor expenses going up. Um, but there are other, that being said, there are other options. Like I don't think people thought of pop-ups like what they do today. Like, that wasn't right. much of a thing back in 2012 where right. you don't even need a brick and mortar. You can develop your brand online. You absolutely can. Yeah, no, so, the pandemic was our biggest change yeah. because Well, we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get okay. into that. Like let's but I want to find out, okay. So where so how many square feet in we okay. now have 5,000 square feet. But before, when you opened, how many square feet? We had like 2,500. 2,500 square feet, turnkey. Uh, you basically duct taped together all the, the plates and the, the, <laughs> the forks and the knives, everything you needed. You started with a cash We had a register. spatula in the oven is what kept the oven door shut so that <laughs> the bread could bake. So if there's a will, there's a way is the point I'm trying to, to point out. And just having this mindset of like we're willing to be what is it, corrected or willing to learn, willing to we reserve the right to get smarter. Yeah. And and I think sometimes people are so afraid to start because they're they're afraid of, of failure, looking mm-hmm. stupid, but just, just owning your studentness. Being a student and just owning it and reserving the right to, to get smarter is such a great mindset. Well, and I had to hire people that were all smarter than me because I hadn't been in the business. So it was truly a, you know more about this than I do. So it took the guard down that anybody who has an idea of any way we can be more efficient in any single task, please speak up. Yes. And That's it went from right one example. We used to scoop the whipped butter with a melon baller and put it into a little two-ounce cup and then put a lid on it. And it was not a fun pre-opening, pre-shift job it hit me one night in the bathtub why are we not sticking this butter in a ziploc baggie clipping the bottom and just squirting that in like wouldn't that be so much faster (laughs) the staff thought i was a genius the next morning and just little things like that that we found that one percent better every day every, every single day yep every single day and um i'm i'm a talker so I have talked to many, many, many customers, and everybody brings different skills. So I've never been afraid to say, hey, let's barter some biscuits and gravy. Give me some of this help on the social media. Yeah, You know, really you tap into my own community that's already coming in my door yeah. to say, if you like this, will you help, help me grow? Mm. And I had to get creative. I mean... We had no budget for advertising, like I said. So I had to find ways to touch it 
outreach customers with no budget. Well, I saw in the local paper there was going to be a chili contest that two churches were hosting. Well, we made a pretty darn good chili. Patrick, I'm signing us up. It was on a Friday night. We were literally the only contestant that didn't belong to one of the two churches. And we had only been open about a month and a half. And people would come by and they were like, oh, now, well, nice to meet you. Now, where did you say your restaurant is? And it's in downtown. At the time, nobody came to downtown Wichita. Why? For anything more unless you had a job here. Yeah. Um, our downtown, like many other urban Midwestern towns was really dilapidated and old and just, it's had a complete revitalization. I wonder what role restaurants played in that. Oh, they would, I can't (laughs) deny, I can't deny we have stellar restaurants in downtown now. And downtown has done a 180. This industry is going to change the world. I'll say it again. I mean, yeah. there's not a little community anywhere that doesn't have a local eating hole yeah. where people gather. And, yeah. and humans need that. Absolutely. And, and more now than ever. And I think we're, the scientists, we're really starting to learn more about the brain and like that's the science behind just like psychological evolution or um, you know, evolutionary biology and like... It's just we're learning so much, and we really do need each other, and and we need each other around food. You know, Mm -hmm. these things are so important. But back to what you're saying, like there is two churches, and people were coming in saying, like, where are you? And I I took you off track. No, and we ended up winning. We didn't win the whole contest because apparently that's something that one of the two pastors, that's a tradition that one of them will win it. But we won the people's choice. And to this day, 11 years later, we still have regular customers that we met that night. And I guess my point is I had to get creative to get out and get the word out. Yeah. Another way that I would do it is just watching the local news and being cognizant of whether it's families or businesses or situations that I could provide a meal, meals, something along with what I had to give and go and offer it. And whether they had heard about my restaurant or not, I would give them a little, here's what we are, but please don't feel the need. I'm not doing this so that you'll post something on social media. In fact, I would really rather you not because that way I can continue to give as I am able to give and not have to turn maybe people away who would ask. And so what came of that, when you give willingly without asking for something in return, I can't say it comes back tenfold. It came back a hundredfold. And you can't track it. And you really, Mm -hmm. and like, um, you know, that's. That's really the mindset that I'm trying to promote here at Restaurant mm-hmm. Unstoppable, too, is that it, you have to add value to everybody you touch. And you just have to have faith that if you have good intentions, you're going to get burnt every once in a while. Like, oh, yeah. but, but the good outweighs the bad. Probably about 80 every 20, time. 80 20 is usually the, that, that number comes up time and time again. Yeah. 80% of the people are going to take care of you. And there's going to be 20% of a-holes out there. We, we're never going to change that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but overall, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So thinking about your story and like your evolution 
what was like the biggest tipping point for you guys in the early like the one thing you did aside from putting the butter in a baggie instead of a you know things like that but on a bigger scale that like really helped maybe increase cash flow or efficiency or maybe give you a little more freedom well that would have come in the last 14 15 months honestly and um so you have to know a little bit of the backstory before the pandemic on weekends we would stop carry out orders i'm gonna take a quick break to thank our sponsors and we'll be right back to dive into that This episode made possible by Owner.com. Owner.com is the quickest and easiest way for your customers to order directly from you without the expensive 30% commission fees. With Owner.com, you'll save thousands every month when customers order through your website and branded app instead of third-party delivery apps and reward your customers with a built-in loyalty program that turns them into regulars who order again and again. Owner.com also helps you rank higher on Google with world-class search engine optimization built specifically for restaurants with an AI-powered website. We cannot forget lists. Build a huge list of people who live near your restaurant fast and market to that list on autopilot with text and emails sent at the perfect time to help you grow sales and stay top of mind. Owner.com gives you everything you need to grow and market your restaurant online with no contracts or hidden fees. Visit owner.com slash unstoppable right now to book your free demo and see why thousands of restaurant owners trust owner.com to power their restaurants online recently on the show you've been hearing it come up often restaurant systems pro if you've become interested i highly recommend you sign up for the restaurant system pro 60 day pilot program this is something that's never been done before this 60 day event is at no cost to you but it's not for everyone fred langley ceo of restaurant systems pro will be leading a group of restaurant tours through the restaurant systems pro software and setting up the system for your restaurant Fred will be leading the training, supporting you, and holding you accountable. Typically, this costs $10,000 a month to have Fred in your restaurant, but during this no-cost-to-you 60-day training, he will be teaching you every process he does during the group coaching sessions, and nothing will be held back. During the 60 days, Fred will walk you through the Restaurant Systems Pro process and help you crush the following goals recipe costing cards, guidance in your books for accounting, cash control, sales forecasting with accuracy, checklist, budgeting for the entire year, scheduling for profit, more butts in seats, and that's not it. Often, the team at Restaurant Systems Pro helps restaurateurs out pro bono because their hearts go out to these folks. I mean, it's hard out there, but because of that, a lot of the time these restaurateurs don't follow through because they have no skin in the game. For that reason, there is an application process. Only those serious about making change in their operation will be accepted into this program. Are you interested? Then go to restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. That's RSP for Restaurant Systems Pro. Restaurantunstoppable.com slash RSP. We're back. And um, I was having you set me up. I was talking about the question was like, what was like the major tipping point, the evolution going forward? And you're and you starting to tell us about something, some things you started doing differently. Thank you. Go for it from there. Okay. Um, so the only marketing I had ever done since the beginning was 
we would do a different daily special and soup each day. And all I could do is take a picture of it and post it on Facebook. And and then start my busy day. And unbeknownst to me, I gave my customers and future customers a reason to go to my page if they wanted to see what the special in a picture was. So that was before Facebook got so sophisticated with the algorithms. So by the time those did kick in, I was already having, and I just did an organically grown, a very slow climb. Took me till 10 years to hit 20,000 followers. Um, But Facebook was my only, and then reaching out to the community, finding stories on the news, giving... Um, Getting involved kind, in the community. Yeah, any kind of place that I did a lot of fundraising. Um, we had doodah dollars, coupons in a one, a five, and a ten. And when Patrick and I are out in the community, especially when we pay, it's not part of a gratuity. It's just it, uh, the ten dollar doodah dollar has his and I's picture on it, and it's worth ten dollars off at our restaurant. And we would give those out. Um, we would give it out to when people would come on Mondays and Tuesdays when we were closed and would take the time to drive down here and try to get in. We'd open the door and give them, here's for your gas and your time, and I'm sorry we're not open today, but please come back. So we were always in a very hospitable, giving, how-can-we-help kind of mode. But we went when we finally decided to do delivery. When was that? What year? That would have been in 2017. Was that going to be in-house? Was it in-house delivery or did you outsource? No, um, we outsourced and it was with a locally owned company. I had no desire to partner so with like a courier company. It was called delivery.com. And that was a local company, delivery.com. I know. How did they get that? Well, whether it was a franchise, oh, okay. but I know Brian owned multiple cities. Got it. And. I, it was my way to stay away from Uber Eats, DoorDash, Grubhub. And we honestly wouldn't be able to handle the volume right. that would have come from a DoorDash. Because carryouts, literally, when you have an hour and a half waiting room or full and a whole diner full, and when a carryout order comes in, it trumps all those yeah. people. And so Patrick, a lot of times, would just shut off our carryout and delivery. Well, now, fast forward to a gourmet breakfast and food diner is probably the least thought of carry-out meal. I mean, packaging banana bread French toast in nine different little containers to keeping the sauces and the sautéed apples and candied pecans and apple butter and whipped cream all separate, including syrup, like... We weren't good at it. We didn't yeah. have the space for it to execute it. So, and then delivery.com went out of business. So we contracted with DoorDash. It was probably the most frustrating month of my life. What year was this? 2017, still 18? Uh huh. Yep. And uh, 19, um, uh, the pandemic happened in 20. So it would have been more like in 19. And um, part of the agreement was they had to leave with our food in their thermal bags because my husband's like, 
this food is hot now, and I just need it to know that it's going to be transported in a thermal bag. We ended up, the DoorDash drivers weren't in that same mentality for whatever reason. They didn't like those thermal bags. They would fight with us. They wrote the worst reviews we've ever had to date, and there were five of them. And they were just mad that we wouldn't give the food <laughs> because they didn't bring a bag. Yeah. And, and so it was just, we actually stopped because DoorDash gave us free fees for 30 days. And we ended our contract on day 28. Um, was not worth it. So I had You can't to- control your brand. You can't control no. the experience. Like, that's what, like, Patrick and Timory are the reason, and your team, obviously. Your team mm-hmm. is a big part of this, are the reason why this place is successful. And you can't control that level of quality, that level of attention to detail, that level of give and have when, it, when right. the food goes out your front door in the hands of somebody who doesn't have the same values as you. Right. We were very well aware it could do a lot more damage to our brand. Yeah. And so that's when I basically, we were going to try to build our take and bake revenue stream. We were going to build, do cooking class revenue stream because we didn't think we could get that online presence. I wasn't, I knew we didn't have thirty percent margins. So, what, like, the, really spell out the pain points, the things that were holding you back from, you know, the COVID. online presence. COVID, people weren't coming into the restaurant, and so, and I didn't have a good so delivery. You were a restaurant that was solely dependent on the volume you were doing in your four walls. Yep, you, you blew out the, the the this wall in 2019. Mm-hmm. So you increased from 80 seats to 180 seats mm-hmm. and you were making all of your revenue on the, the in butts on butts in seats. Absolutely. And when COVID hit, all that revenue went away overnight and you didn't have the digital representation you needed at all. We had our Square POS system. Yeah. That was what was linked to my website for online ordering and it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare for me to place an order. Um, so we had to... Okay, so we opened back up. We were closed for three months. And in the meantime, restaurants had pivoted and started offering family meals and all those things. We had to start all that from scratch. We had to... We eliminated 30% of our menu because we didn't have the staff to be able... Did you bring that back or did it stay the same thereafter? It stayed. I mean, staffing continues to be a struggle like it never was before the pandemic. The service industry had a mass exodus. Yeah. So we had to figure it out. And... When you're serving 50% capacity in your brand newly renovated, just spent a million dollars and bought the building. Right. I mean, that's what I'm thinking six about. Six months like, 2019, after. you're probably like, woo. We were like, jamming we're for six months. gangbusters. Our, we yeah. finally made it. Yep. And what you did is exactly what I would tell people to do. Start small, yeah. which is what you did. Like cash flow and people determine your growth. And and like, I don't know, um, what's that thing? Like, uh, some like small, like microscopic 
creature that just absorbs its prey. You know, like you yeah, kind of, you grow and you absorb the space around you. You take, you knock down a wall when that business goes out. Like, and then you just slowly build. You just grow out. And you you keep absorb. eating more bacon and you yeah. keep growing. Yeah, yeah, and you just grow <laughs> and um, and you finally had built the business to the point where you're you more than doubled your potential throughput because of all the seats you had yeah. and COVID just rips that from you just says nope rips it. nope rips but the it. cool thing is something else happens so keep go mm-hmm. along your story so you have zero digital digital presence you're using your square uh, POS that integrates with your website what was your website like what, what tools were on your website um, I had an embedded link to my POS for online ordering so like um, a literal, just like a, like a click here link. Yeah. 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 So what's the issue with that? Why? Like you said, it was hard for you to order food. Was, it was. was user, it, what, you, it was the not, user experience. Uh, yeah, it was not user friendly. Yeah. How um, much revenue were you doing in online ordering before that? It's embarrassing. Um, just tell. Can you remember? Yeah, it would be anywhere from five hundred to fifteen hundred a month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. When we had delivery.com, maybe we'd hit 1500 but it wasn't promoted. Ver- I mean, I, I guess it was up to me in my Facebook post, which was the only place I ever advertised. Yeah. Hey, don't forget, you can now order yeah. delivery from my website. I think there's a part of your story that's missing, too. Like, you're truly loved by this community. You know, that's not coming out. Because you well, told me, like, like, oh, we know, we've had, like... This 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 media outlet, that media outlet, and like all this national acclaim, people driving from all over, like hours to come eat here. Get into that. Paint that picture of how successful you were from the outside looking in. Wow. Um. Well, the outside is really nothing spectacular. So people were always deceived by what we appeared, what our curb appeal was. I think you're but, taking me too literally. Oh. From the outside looking in, meaning lines out the door. Yeah. Full pack to the gills. Okay, so how did that happen? Um, a few months after we opened, one thing I was I would say is um, we had two gentlemen on a cold January snowy that walked over from the Hyatt, which nobody in Wichita walks two blocks anywhere. And they pretty much, we were only a few months old, and they pretty much had Patrick and I's undivided attention, and they were dressed nice in a suit and all the things. And they were with us for about an hour and a half, and just, you could tell they were foodies, and they traveled a lot, and my mom was back there rolling silverware, and my junior high-aged daughters were, help, you know, bussing and whatnot. And they were just fascinated with the story, but truly loved the food. But they were sitting at the counter and watching my husband do everything. And they were just fascinated. They could tell it was from scratch. It was at the very end of that conversation that we had, like we would have with any other customer, that I asked. I was like, you guys aren't from here. Where are you from and what are you doing in Wichita? And they were with ESPN. And they were in town to call the Wichita State men's basketball game. I'm literally staring at a, Wich- a Wichita State basketball like jersey and poster of Sports Illustrated. And this was actually him. the practice court. Oh, cool. So we have, in that time, that one connection, they gave us a shout-out during the game that they were there announcing. They The Shockers went on that year to go to the Final Four. 
So from the very first ESPN visit, the next game we had different announcers that were told to come, and it became it began to word of mouth, baby. And then it became the first ESPN announcer to do da before the other announcers would get their meal bought by the other like. Freya Fraschilla grabbed me after I introduced myself and welcomed him to the diner. He goes, hey, can you grab your to-go menu and come get a picture with me? And when yeah. I did, and I didn't really know who he was, but yeah. and then I did, and he was so excited because he was the first one there. Yeah. And he, so those shout-outs, but then Harrison Ford comes to town, to Wichita, because we have the best world-class flight safety training. And he comes, and he's a private pilot. And he came to our diner, and that story actually kind of went viral. Is it the Spartans? The, the the flight school that's out in Kansas? Spartans or something like that? I almost went to school out here because I went to school for right. a, to become a commercial pilot. Sorry, I'm digressing. Mm-hmm. So Harrison Ford, who else? So he came. Um, Henry Winkler, the <laughs> Fonz. Like, I always dreamed of being Joni. And um, Henry Winkler was the most gracious guest and nobody really knew he was in town coke industries brought him in as a speaker and somebody told him before he left la when he mentioned he was headed to wichita told him they had he had to go to the doodah diner so he and his wife popped in here on a friday afternoon on before they went to their the airport and they literally spent two and a half hours here and pinky swore that this was the best meal they had ever had. He made my entire staff gather in front of the doodah sign. And it was just, a, he was as in awe of us as I was in awe of seeing Arthur Fonzarelli that I had grown up That's watching so Happy cool. Days. I think the other variable that I want to bring to the story as far as the impact that you have, the reach you have, by just focusing on doing the job well, giving an F about what what's happening in your four walls, the food and all this stuff, right? Um, it, it echoes out when you when you do the little things and you and you take the time to talk to people. And I experienced it the moment I walked in. The moment I walked in, you were just sitting at the table with your guests. Some other complete stranger who you never met before was over here talking to you like he knew you for years. And like that's what happens. It's more than just the food. I want you to know your food is amazing, but it's the connection with the guests. It's the time to ask what brings you into town. And it's it's getting out of the 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 you know the the the, the pitch the. Exactly. The canned responses, like, how are you today? Like, make it personal. Take a literal interest in the people that are there. Develop it's about a them at this point. It's not about yeah. me and my restaurant. And the other thing, too, that I really want to point out, too, is that you took something uh, that was considered a, neg- a negative, like, a derogatory slam. Duda. Duda. The Duda's down in Wichita. Yeah. And you owned that shit. Part of my <laughs> language. You said, yeah, we're going to call this the doodah diner. We're going to own our doodadness. Mm-hmm. And you turned the, 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 the derogatory slam into something that the community is proud of. Do you want to know something funny about that? When we were Googling, we'll, we, we thought of doodah diner. And then we threw it out to some friends who said, absolutely not. Why? It's a derogatory. Why would you have a negative? You're in downtown Wichita. Do you think anybody is going to want to say, hey, let's have a business meeting at Two Dot Diner? <laughs> and so we put that thought away and we just kept, again, 30 days to construct and create, write a menu and execute and open our doors. 
we stopped thinking about it. And about two weeks before we were ready to open, I had to get social media. I had to get signage. I had to get it done and um, put it again through another group of friends and threw it out there. And everybody unanimously was like, yes, it has to be Duton Diner. So now that we painted this picture of your national acclaim, Mm -hmm. the the people who love you, the relationships you have, uh, giving respect back to the town of Wichita, the city of Wichita, owning your Dudonness, (laughs) um, even with all that, even with these relationships, as you march into the future, if you don't have the systems in place, you know, um, the digital... The digital path of least resistance to get food out, it can hurt your business. You- oh, it, it was hurting our business, and I had no choice. And I'm just going to say it was another Facebook cosmic connection that, for whatever reason, I stopped. There was something on an ad that talked about the small business owner, the small restaurant owner. Like, there's a lot of resources out there that the concepts that have four or five locations can justify having but there's not a lot out there for the one little shop guy like me and Patrick like you know um, and it was my introduction I mean this isn't really a pitch for owner.com but I can tell you there is no single partnership connection that I have made in our 11 years that has had such an impact Mm. And that is one place I will pat myself on the back for getting smarter. Yeah. And, you know, I'm going to take this opportunity to echo the core values of Restaurant Unstoppable. Uh, We have integrity. We are students. We are educators. We are collaborators. We are communicators. We show up and we have fun. Um, And, you know, really to fast forward to that point of collaborators, I don't think you can do it alone anymore. Uh, I just had a conversation with Mark Forgione and he was saying, I'm worried about the mom and pop independent operators of the future because it's getting harder and harder and harder to do it with one restaurant. Um, you, you need, you can't, you need to be able to quote unquote, do more with less meaning you need to get more efficient and you need to hire people and or hire people who are better at what they do. But the truth is, I think it's, it's, it's harder and harder to find those people that are better at what they do. So I think, honestly, you have to lead more in the direction of finding technological partners that give you the systems and processes to do more with less. And you might look at a, a, a I don't know. Like, let's, so let's get back into your story. Like, mm-hmm. you, are you technological? <laughs> I'm 57. I don't have to be. Yes, he is absolutely not. It was a great day when we got rid of his flip phone. As a as a person who's dyslexic, Mm -hmm. I can completely yep resonate with Patrick. I do not want to stare at a computer. I I choose to drive across the country to sit across the table from people (laughs) because computers ruin my life. Mm -hmm. I just do not integrate with them. I need a technological partner. I need somebody who can handle that so I can do what I do best, right? 100%. So, so I, I, I totally feel like talking to you really reminds me of my mom and my dad, honestly, because um, what you, the pain points you're experiencing, if they, if they kept their business going, would be the same experiences that, you know, the challenges they would be. So you have a square POS. You have a, a, a janky website with a link to your ordering. Um, what, so how did you discover owner.com? It was on Facebook. It was an ad. And I had just lectured my mom about really not clicking on them ads <laughs> that I clicked on. And I felt... What was it about the ad that resonated with you? It was honing in on the one stop. 
the small mom and pop because I couldn't go up against DoorDash mm. and even think of winning. Yeah. I mean, why, why work so hard to sell some food for it to cost you 20%? Just didn't right. make sense. So you're already more expensive than any other restaurant. We are here because you you're you're not cutting quarters. You're putting well, love into your food. We from don't scratch. even have a we don't have a freezer that can accommodate anything more than our gluten free buns. I mean, we we bring everything in fresh vegetables. I mean, the green bean casserole that we're serving today on our Thanksgiving meal those were fresh green beans. Yeah. I mean, so it is a more expensive and right. the talent that it takes to create our 300 recipes that go into our menu, it's a higher wage. So we do demand a higher price anyways. Yeah. So, so you're, that in the middle challenging. Of, you're in the middle of the pandemic. You mm-hmm. had just spent a million dollars on busting <laughs> out your walls and doing a renovation, adding a hundred seats. Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're not making any money to cover the, the note on that expansion. Uh, and they tell us we can open up at 50%. And you're making $500 and you can open up at 50%, which isn't enough. To After the pa- it's like in. saying you're going to go to Harvard and you're going to pay that Harvard tuition, but the best you can do is get an F at yeah. 50%. You're technologically handicapped. So handicapped. Um, what What's the pain? Like really just before we dive into the solution, just really spell out the pain. Well, I'm going to say Instagram because I really only mastered Facebook. And even my <laughs> daughter, I knew I had to have a presence. Even my daughters didn't want to try to take the time to train old mom. And so besides being technologically challenged on the POS and, and trying to get cool things on to implement onto my website to help, that was beyond me. And who do you ask? What? going to call 1-800-SQUARESPACE and ask for a consultation. Right. I mean... Um, so you see this ad. So I see the ad and I open it. And I clicked on it and I think I filled out something and I am not kidding, within like two hours. I believe I first received a text to see if it would be a good time to talk. And then that went into a good... 75 minute phone conversation wow. back to this ad because you i asked mm-hmm. you like what was the appeal what was of the, the ad? appeal you that said it, that it was focused on the mom and pop oh the biggest appeal was that do away with dealing with the third-party delivery people let us handle it for you i kind of look at them as my broker like huh. owner.com uh-huh i'm a little one-stop shop who <laughs> i let my people handle that like the most dreaded encounter a restaurant owner can have is having to call customer service to DoorDash in the middle of a rush. I didn't have to do that anymore. That was owner.com would handle all of that. What I didn't know from the beginning, because I think I was just overwhelmed and so excited that I had a solution for online ordering. And I was a little hesitant that they were going to take over my website because in 10 years, I put a lot of work into that website and never when people would approach me about what is it SEO yeah search engine optimization I was always like dude just google best breakfast in Wichita and tell me what comes up and they'd be like dude I'll diner and I'm like well aren't I optimized like I don't get it so I didn't understand that but I didn't understand that was just because of the organic reviews that would come in anyway Four walls marketing, word of mouth. Yeah, and and so, um, 
So you, the you, loyalty program. I mean, there were so many things that the loyalty program, the fact that I didn't know then I'd have an account, a dedicated account manager. Yeah. Back to the, the you, you get on uh, this call, you fill out the form. Within how long somebody reaches out to you? Within two hours. Within two hours, somebody reaches out to you, and you're on a how long of a phone call? Oh, with him initially, probably a little over an hour. Who called you originally? I guess his name was Tom. And what was the discussion like? He was asking, you know, I, I was telling him, I, you know, we had done DoorDash. We had done another local delivery company. I have no choice, but if I'm going to survive, I have to figure out this online ordering. And what I am doing is not working. Yeah. And so at first, and, and okay, so you come in and you redo my website and make it a very easable, workable platform for customers to order. Great. I was, and, and dealing with... They negotiate with the delivery companies. I was sold with those little facts because I needed a solution. And they also told me, you know, the ease of uploading was going to, they promised me they knew how busy I was and that how untechnical I was. You need the keys to your website. Exactly. I gave them it all. And such a relief. Um, But... That conversation, and I don't know if it goes like this with everybody, but he really loved our story. and Which we already shared. Yes. And he asked if I would have a problem if the owner of owner.com would call because he is really hands-on. He's done a lot of research. And, again, he reserves the right to get smarter. Adam is constantly learning and researching. And so Adam called me. That was a three-hour conversation and by the end of it I truly felt like he was a son from another mother. What like, was that conversation like? He was so in tune with what my challenges were yet he's never been a restaurant owner. Well he has not to m- mention decades yeah. like three younger than me. <laughs> right. He was I, I want to say 22 Yeah. When he opened, or maybe it was—I don't know. Like I know he was young. Maybe he was eighteen when he started Owner.com. He was young, um, but I—I I, I shared his story. He exists. He like, Owner.com exists out of his desire to help his mother, who had the same exact a dog grooming business. Had. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she wasn't a restaurant owner, but she was a an independent small business owner who had trouble driving business to to her. Where do you advertise when you're a one stop shop? Right. I mean, there's so many out. You, there's no way. I, thankfully, I didn't have a budget to try to figure it out. But I mean, when and like I would expect the owner to really do a hard sell on me on his program. Every slice was backed up, like was better than what he explained. The dedicated account representative. That person's just not out to make a pretty email and send it to those people on my list. Philip is asking me what my goals are for the week. What are my goals for the month? Where do I want to be a year from now? What do we need to do to get there? Like, he is that strategic partner that has a vested interest in my success. That partnership is golden. I mean, as a one-stop shop and... I pay one price a month. What is it? Well, don't tell them, but I... We would pay double. Um, 
Don't it's, take advantage of my girl over it's here. It's $4.99 a month. $4.99 a month. That includes email marketings that go out with a message if I want to promote my weekly special, which we do. But different anything that's happening on in the diner that I want my customers to know, it gets communicated very effectively. They have a text program. Oh, they have an app now. I Doodah Diner. This little one-stop shop has our own app that I didn't have to do one thing to create. So in three years, you go from a, cl- a link on a website, a janky website. <laughs> I call know. your website janky. I hope you don't offend you. You're not. You go from a, a, a link on a janky website to uh, a robust path of least resistance cloned after the dominoes of the world websites. Yeah. Uh, to an app, a loyalty program, an email marketing program. <laughs> Uh, what else? The dedicated rep. I, I know I'm missing big things here. Um, the dashboard that's super easy app. Um, S- oh, SEO. oh, oh, oh. I got to cancel Workstream, What's our Workstream? hiring app, because How of that. How much money did that cost? Oh, I was spending 175 a month. Okay, so now it's costing you $325 for owner.com? Yeah. Because of, and I kept going back to Adam. Hey, this whatever you've done i am getting so many job applications like i'm confused i was trying to figure out where the employment portal of owner was and i was asking my account manager and then adam got back to me and he's like timory we didn't there is no like he's like thank you for i mean i'd like to take the credit that you've had such an increase in applications coincidentally at the same time we've relaunched your website but it truly was because of them adding that we're hiring and the SEO that was the reason we were having an increase in applications. Wow. And here, 16 months later, we still haven't. Ha- I mean, we still get a steady flow. Wow. So you went from 500 to uh, 1500 in a good week stream of revenue from online ordering. Um, oh, no, was- that was a month, I think. That was that was a, a month. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah, five hundred to bad. five hundred to fifteen hundred uh, a month in revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, what after they implemented everything? Like, how long did it take for your online ordering to increase? You know, it started uh, that loyalty program catches people in, and it's super easy. And they give away a five hundred dollar gift card every yeah. quarter. Um, but I would say. Within three months, we were definitely upping our online, like we were getting the disposable, like we were new at a new level. I can't talk specific numbers during that time. Where are you I can tell you 12 months after our yeah. first year, we were at 422% growth over the year prior. 422% yeah. growth. How much of that had to do with things opening back up again? As far as like Oh, no, 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 no. Just that online? Was just online sales. 422% of our growth. online and delivery orders. So from your best month, 1500 a month. Mm-hmm. To 7800 Yeah. Wow. With me not doing anything but signing on with owner.com. Right. And it's continued to grow and grow and grow. Yeah, as, as habit, uh, consumer habit continues to evolve. Mm-hmm. So I, I am not employed by owner.com, but... The success of my business has a vital part of seeing them succeed because they are the champion. 
as a board of direct, I I was the. <laughs> I was the chairman of the board of the Kansas Restaurant Association in 2020. Talk about drawing the ultimate short straw. And I still think I have a little bit of PTSD from that year. Um, It was a very vital year, and it was an important role. Um, Sorry, my trauma. (laughs) Thinking back to that. You're fine. Where was I going with that? We were talking about the the last thing we were, we were talking about was the four four hundred and thirty two percent growth and um, how you're not employed by owner dot com and you're, they champion you're championing them because it's because of you know their work that's that was the train of thought I don't know okay I, yeah I'm sorry <laughs> my ADD is such a pain. you're fine um but I truly I feel like. I'm sure Adam sold me on all the features and benefits that first night on the phone, but I think it was a little too overwhelming to me actually seeing it in action and, and all the different components of canceling Workstream, my hiring app. I have a dedicated marketing manager. I have a loyalty program that I now no longer have to pay for through Square, and I don't have to pay for the marketing that I used to do these cheesy, stupid little emails through I mean, like... It has replaced and made my life so easy. And I don't have to physically dedicate more than five minutes a week to communicating to my account manager what my goals are. Here's the picture of my special. And they take it and run with it. And I get to just operate my restaurant. So where where is your restaurant today after you know two years of, mm-hmm. of being able to be at full capacity... Um, you have online ordering revenue up. You have butts in seats in 180 seats to be specific. Um, where are you today? Well, we should be super, super elated that sales are up 23% this year over well, last year. That's awesome. It's awesome if expenses weren't up 30%. Yeah, let's, let's pause real quick to thank our sponsors. We'll be right back to unpackage that. If you're tired of the other tater, you ought to try tater cakes because it's time to serve the tater your guests deserve. Tater cakes are shredded potatoes mixed with delicious flavors. All the best parts of a baked potato in the perfect handheld package. From the freezer to the fryer to your guests, tater cakes comes in a variety of flavors, including bacon, cheddar, chive, buffalo chicken, bacon, jalapeno, and more. And I got to hone in a little bit deeper here on this deliciousness. Bacon, cheddar, chive features creamy cheddar cheese, big bacon bites, sour cream and a hint of chives and of course crispy crunchy potatoes Mm, sign me up for that you can serve them in a variety of different ways and in many different applications great for dining delivery and to go with all the uncertainties in the world today, we should be certain that our food always has great flavor, and Tater Cakes provides that comfort in every bite. Request samples at taterkegs.com. That's T-A-T-E-R-K-E-G-S.com, taterkegs.com. Most business problems are people problems, people not understanding each other, and the predictive index helps to increase that understanding between others. Hi, I'm Ed Doherty. I am the founder of One Degree Coaching here in Philadelphia. Predictive Index is a talent optimization platform. Been around for over 55 years. It helps leaders to build happier, high-performing teams. My name is Eric Cacciatore. I'm the founder and host of Restaurant Unstoppable Podcast. As somebody who's gone through the PI process, 
process. I can tell you that knowing who you are, knowing who your team is, can help you be far more intentional than you've ever been with your business. If you want to learn more about PI and get to work with Ed, head to restaurantunstoppable.com slash try PI. If you click the link, sign up for PI, you can create a provisional account. I will set up an opportunity to talk to you directly and read your results and give you a little tour of the platform. See if it works for you. Restaurantunstoppable.com slash try PI. We're back. So I asked, the last question I asked you is, where are you today? You said cash flow is up 23% from uh, 2022. Sales. Sales, sorry. Sales up from um, 22% from 2022 in 2023. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, your cost of goods, labor, what's what's going on? You said your expenses. Yeah. Um, Well, you know, I mean, we go through 7,500 eggs a week. So when for 10 years you've paid 14 to $16 for a case, and a case is 14 dozen, anyway, um, to where you're paying $80. I mean, when it hit 50 we thought it was catastrophic. Yeah. We had no idea it was going up to 88 um, But the buying power of one little stop shop, I don't have the same buying power as IHOP. Right? Yeah. Of course, their eggs come in a carton. Mine come in shells. Um, so, expe- it, uh, 2022, we lost a quarter of a million dollars. Wow. And we were very fortunate to be a recipient of a program. A program, a grant that was given by the SBA called the Restaurant Revitalization Fund. And we received just over that amount that we lost. Where did the money go just in cost of goods? Oh, cost of goods, labor. Um, We did do a little bit of TV advertising for the first time. We, um, well, we underwent that major remodel. Just before the pandemic. Just a before the dollars. pandemic. And I am legally bound by what I am allowed. But that couldn't have gone more wrong. And a good chunk was spent on... We had to rip out our entire quarry tile floor that went in our new kitchen and drink station because the drain vents wouldn't accept water. I could literally take a bucket of water and dump it at the drain and it would run around it. And we had to spend an obnoxious amount of money to have that floor taken out and re-put in and what we discovered was they failed to put in one single drain vent what I learned is just like with your air conditioning system where you have to have a return air vent so air can flow in the drain world you have to have a drain vent so water can flow and when you do a million dollar remodel project you assume the people you've hired are smarter than you so we had some catastrophic heartbreak that would have been very hard no matter what. But between that, the cost of food, and paying extra, like Heinz chili sauce is a key ingredient in our meatloaf. And right now, 
we can't get it now until December 15th, which means we have to go buy enough of the little jars and pay stupid prices for that from the grocery store in order to be able to put one of our most popular yeah. dishes. And I can give you a hundred examples. I'm like so that. happy you're willing to get vulnerable. And I know it's not easy to get no. vulnerable. And um, I just want to like acknowledge your vulnerability right now. Uh, and, you know, this is, I mean, if you're listening to this, my mission again is to like share this perspective. So if you're listening mm-hmm. to this, you know, maybe you haven't opened your restaurant yet. Maybe you have a dream of opening your restaurant. I sincerely want to talk you out of it if you're not dreaming about this every day because unless you want it unless it's everything unless you wake up in the morning and you you're looking at locations online and you're dreaming about menu items like this is such a hard industry and it's it's harder than ever as an independent restaurant owner i mean just go spend that million dollars on the lottery and so save yourself a lot of (laughs) a lot of grief yeah, so I mean, like, what's the future for you guys? What's the because I know you're you're. Can I date you? <laughs> I have Late a couple 50s? of daughters that. Are, <laughs> uh, you know, um, our future. I I have I'm humble enough to say that Patrick and I are not the smartest business operators. Neither one of us have a college degree in marketing. Um, I have a degree in elementary education. He got his associates in his culinary professional school. And um, we feel that we have taken the Doodah Diner as far as our own resources know how to take it, right? Right. it's the first restaurant either one of us have owned. Opened we know in your there's 40s. I and mean, I know. This is a young person's game. I applaud oh, you guys for, for taking know. on that challenge. So many like, people have said, can you imagine if you guys had opened this in your 30s? Like, <laughs> yeah, we're tired. Yeah, it's we been 11 it years. <laughs> I mean, it's age, you age faster than the dogs. Like, dogs are at seven years to a yeah. year. We're like at 12. Um, <laughs> Um, but I think our future is super bright because I think we have what we call the magic of doodah is something that the many restaurants can't buy that magic. It comes and we've set up a brand that is recognized nationwide. I mean, 69th best in the nation. And those reviews come in from all states, all we have. From everywhere. So what we're envisioning and hoping for is that somebody believes in what we have created in the brand and can come in and partner with us and put those systems and structures in place and help my husband get out from being the workhorse. Yeah. I don't want to share too much personal information about your husband, but he's dealing with some health issues. Oh, he totally... A torn rotator cuff and torn meniscus. How did that happen? <laughs> Putting cardboard in the dumpster while he's standing on the back of his pickup truck One here in the step. diner. One misstep. Yeah, on a Monday, here by himself. And, you know... That man is so amazing. When I say 
you have one of the keys to owning and operating, I think, as a mom and pop, is that Patrick, having grown up in the restaurant industry, is pretty darn handy. He could climb up literally on top of the walk-in cooler and make adjustments to the thermostat or the fan and get it back going. And when the bathrooms would start to clog up at 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning, he hops in his pickup truck, goes to Lowe's, rents that 100-foot auger, gets back. I mean, yeah, we may have lost an hour of operation, but he will troubleshoot and try to fix. And when you have equipment, like we walked in to used equipment, like $1,200 rent, turnkey, you don't have to sign a lease. I don't have to get a deposit from you guys because I don't have a prayer that thinks that you guys will even be here for two more months, our landlord. Yeah. like. So the fact that he had those handyman skills yeah. was a definite benefit to us. But, yeah, he so, has – so he has, he's been dealing with incredible pain over the last yeah. year. Like, no doubt, Duda's success is 100% because of the people in, in this restaurant. It's due to the people, the, the values, the culture – the, the relationships that the people in this the four walls of this building are willing, are able to make and the dedication to excellence and the brand and to, to doing the right thing and taking the path the hard path you know to, to, to do it the hard way because the hard way is many times the right way yeah I mean at least taking it the hard way <laughs> back to that muscle memory I mean you're doing it so much that the excellence comes out. It's easy to continue the excellence when it's the norm. What is the mission for Duda Donner? To continue improving the lives of those in our community and those that travel far and wide to spend their hard-earned money. We want to give them back 100%. And I don't think, I'm not sure that that's really well, I mean, our values, but... What I'm hearing from you is that you have an infinite game. Oh, yeah. And uh, I'm, you know, I just recently, uh, I listened to uh, Simon Sinek's The Infinite Game. Um, and I hear, like, what, you're, what you've built is an, is an, in, it's an infinite concept, you know, where you built something really special and... Um, it, so the, it sounds like what I'm hearing from you, your future is you want to you want to pass the baton, you want to hand it off to the next generation of people who value this area. So I mean, I'm I'm putting a if pitch we out found there the right you. person, I'm putting a pitch out there for you. If you're listening to this, I think Man. We get, we've list, we've listed tons of reasons why it's like <laughs> Wichita we, is an appealing place. To, I mean, it's a momentum market, you it know. Is. And if you're listening to this and um, you have spent your life in the hospitality industry. And uh, you want to continue to spend your life in the hospitality. You're young. You have you have time. You you want to go to a place where you can start a new life. Like, and like, we're still a part of it. Like, yeah, we're, we're our daughters have no desire there's to a, take on this legacy. There is a baton being held, and there it's is. looking for a hand to be passed to right now. You know, it it really is because it would really be sad. I mean, Patrick and I have given all that we can, and we know the potential is so huge. I mean, we have the ideas. We have the fast casual spinoff. I mean, like, we have legit great opportunities. We don't have the physical stamina at this point to make that happen. Yeah. But we have a proven concept. Yeah. And we're full. I'm we here have a great Tuesday. Set. I Tuesday. Know. Look at this Tuesday. 1030. 
the breakfast rush is over. There's still butts in seats. This place has been jamming. Uh, and you guys have built something truly special here. I well, wanna... I appreciate And please don't think I take that lightly. Um, I never would have guessed. I mean, we were hoping to be able to pay a mortgage on a house that was bought when we were at twice the income. And we really didn't get a paycheck for five years. And we really have a team. This isn't just Patrick and I. I mean, I have core people that have been with us here since the beginning. I have people that I knew could hold off on cashing that paycheck when... When you don't have even a company credit card and you have sales tax and yeah. payroll in that same week, yeah, the stress. Yeah, what's what's frustrating is too is like you've done the work, you know. And yeah, like, we've and, gotten through the really hard part. Yeah, and like the timing just kind of really hit you guys. Yeah, you know, with the the. the so my heart goes out to you. you know? Well, thank you. I mean, the testament that we're still open just means is, we're crazy. I feel like your story is just beginning, even we're, though you're 12 years into this. I think the, the popularity the, has been amazing. I'm ready for that whole profitability chapter <laughs> to kick in. No, um, you know, I, 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 I'm excited for you guys, and I'm excited what's going to happen. I just my gut tells me that there's the, the, the ending of the story is going to be really great. Uh, somebody's listening to this. Somebody's going to reach out to you. Uh, they are going to think about like yeah like it's a tur- this is a turnkey concept brand with loyal I'm talking loyal I mean customers. ESPN has yeah. given us somewhere close to seventy yeah. shoutouts in ten years yeah uh, I we think, got loyalty I think we've sold it sister <laughs> if, I, I I think you're going to get I think you're I think we put the, we put it into the universe and I think there's going to be a return on this this uh, this conversation for you I really do uh, I do I wanna, see an RV in your future I do I'm making that happen you know what you inspired me you really did inspire me so we're sitting. Um, out, we're watching the the Eagles uh, Chiefs game last night, and you were oh, telling me about lo- I know, Chiefs well, lost. Yeah, I know you were probably happy, but I mean, I am an East Coaster. I gotta say, <sighs> I wanted to cry <laughs> when that guy dropped I'm a Patrick Mahomes' pass at the end. Like my mama heart just <laughs> wanted to run and give that poor dude a hug. But you were telling me about your RV last night. I and know. I, and I was like, oh my god, girl, I'm so I'm so jealous. I was like, how'd you know I'm trying to live in an RV right now? You actually inspired me. You said, why don't you just go through private investment? I said, yeah. you, have this, the, you have this podcast. You have people that listen to you who have resources, I'm sure. Just put it out into the universe. And um, I actually, last this morning, I was recording my, my uh, closing thoughts for my last episode that went live this morning. Well, they'll be going live on Thursday. And I, I said, hey, if you're listening to this and like you want to support this mission to inspire, empower, and transform the industry, the only way I know how to do it is to literally sacrifice myself to the road because I struggle keeping up with two episodes a week uh, and working on the business. Right. So the only way I can work on the business and, and, and keep up with that content and have it be genuine and authentic and take a journalistic approach where I'm going to ask you who you think I should talk to and really let the industry steer the ship of Restaurant Unstoppable, I have to give myself to the road. Um, and I have to take my office with me so I can work on the business while I'm traveling and have literally a bed in office on wheels. And that's kind of the goal. <laughs> so if you want to see this, this podcast grow and you want to support this mission to change the world through inspiring, empowering, and transforming the industry in an honest, holistic, meaningful way, email me, eric at restaurantstoppable.com because I'm looking to raise some money and I can't do it alone. And now how can, well, actually, before we find out how we can um, get in touch with you, I want to ask you three more questions before mm-hmm. I wrap up. So what's one thing about your business, a value, a process, a system that's, that makes you uncommon, that truly makes you unstoppable? 
that the dedication and the commitment to fresh foods, people know we do it differently. And it's sad that more restaurants, well, it's just not affordable. They, they make it not affordable to use fresh, unfrozen, fresh vegetable. Like, it's just so much cheaper to use processed, pre, pre-cooked crap. Um, so that our commitment to the best products and making sure that the quality that every dish that's put out is perfect. Your dedication to your values of, of yeah, we won't compromise food. them. I yeah. mean, it's not worth it to us to put out a fro. I mean, we've had mentors, especially last year, as we were struggling. And I mean, our future's looking bright. Sales have really been good this year, and we've, I mean, owner dot. I, I I sing their praises because it's not necessarily anything I've done except for partner it's with strategic owner.com. partnership. I think the, the, the push back on what you're saying, I think that it is possible to do what you, you do. Mm-hmm. I think the only way it's possible is with strategic partners Yeah, and staying in your lane. So you can yep. do what you do and find the people who find the, the technological, they're the partners. experts in all of the marketing and all of that. I, and I think that's the only way you got to yep. like, yeah, you might be spending $400 a month. Mm-hmm. Or whatever it is. Four ninety nine. Four ninety nine a month for marketing. Yeah, you might be spending whatever it is, three hundred, four hundred dollars a month for another system. What you get in return outweighs that. You have and that's what you can't see what you're paying up front. You have to see what you're saving over time. You have mm-hmm. to think of it that way. The the efficiencies, mm-hmm. the systems. Like you have to think about that because you cannot do it on your own. I know. And I'm a foodie and I'm sharing I share it with so many other restaurant owners because I'm not a salesperson yeah. in for owner.com. Yeah. I am a really happy customer yeah. and there is enough business out there for all of us yeah. that, um, yeah, that I, I mean, I'm the pie is big enough yeah. and abundance mentality. And yeah. A the, total the pie abundance. Is better when shared. It, oh, so much better. <laughs> or uh, monkey bread. Yeah, I'm going to have some of that before I go in. Uh, the mission statement is to change the world through inspiring, empowering, and transforming the industry. How have you personally transformed as your 12 years as an owner? I am going to give credit. I have transformed. One of our secret sauces is the second chance employers. That we're a second chance employer, which means... I hire those that are in the criminal system, that are in addiction recovery. Um, I it fills my heart to see that a place with four walls can truly impact someone's life who had no hope. To, I've seen it time and time again, and I've seen them transform and become members of society that we need to duplicate and becoming leaders in the addiction community. And their appreciation for having been given an opportunity when others wouldn't talk to them, it's a genuineness that is not a pitch. It's truly a way of life here at Dudaw. And that's very duplicatable. Very, it, 
While we'd like to think it takes Patrick and I to make Duda Diner, I'm not, that's not, that's not true. I mean, it's the team that we've set the standard and we're here to oversee it. Patrick on a very daily basis, me less as my child has gotten into middle school. I'm exploring that RV life and my new permanent jewelry We're business. We're going to start a little convoy. I can't wait. We are totally. <laughs> and um, I just want to go to all my all the restaurants, you know, in the world. And I want to give them a hug. And I want to say, this is the hardest damn business. Excuse my French. I've said worse. And I commend the folks out there doing it right. Because there is no harder. And... The customers have changed. The climate of the employee has changed. And if you don't, I think my husband said it earlier, if you don't absolutely love the hospitality industry and finding ways creatively to make someone else's day, you're never going to make it in this business. I mean, I have kind of like, I, I share my mission often. I don't have to repeat that, but I have like a side mission to talk people out of it. You know, wow. to, to save people a lot of, you know, if, if you oh, like dinner parties, I know this is not a dinner party. Do you know how many people <laughs> in the years have when when I've touched their table and and they tell us, oh, when they retire, they want to open a place just like this. And I just look at them like you've lost your ever love in mind. <laughs> we have different definitions of retirement. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I will also say it blows my mind when I see concepts that spend a million dollars and have all the bells and whistles and all the employees and everything in place before they even know if somebody likes their food. Right. And I guess I'm just going to say rejection is God's protection. And I feel that our magic is that we didn't have the bells and whistles. And that kind of like my parents had to grow up eating ketchup sandwiches. You know, Patrick, we had to grow up kind of writing handwritten tickets and putting a spatula in the oven door so them biscuits could even bake. Yeah. And to where we are today... I have a whole newly redesigned kitchen. I have a beautiful dining room. I have I I have a broker to handle all my third party delivery people that I can't uh, I just yeah. I don't have the And brain I think you have an asset that is going to make your retirement very nice. Absolutely. Yeah. The future looks bright. Yes. The last question I have for you, if you got the news you'd be leaving this world tomorrow. All the memories of you, your work and your restaurants will be lost. With your departure, with the exception of three pieces of wisdom you can leave behind for the good of humanity and your legacy, what would those three pieces of wisdom be? This is all you have to leave behind. Well, first of all, you absolutely have to reserve the right to be smarter. I've said that a million times. Okay. You have to give without the expectation of receiving. Two. You have to show up and be willing to work harder and longer than anybody you bring on board. Three. This has been a lot of work, and um, you are truly an inspiration. I love how you, what you've done, and there's a lot that came out of your story today that I heard that I was privileged to 
uh, that I don't know if you want the whole world hearing, but you are lifting people up. You, you, and you're doing the hard work, and you're taking the path of, you know, into the obstacle, the hard path. But that that is the right path, and uh, I commend you for being somebody who has the the willpower and the the values to not sway from doing the right thing. Thank you. Now, if we listen to this, and we're inspired by you, and we want opportunity, we want to get out of the big city, we want to we want to start anew, uh, and maybe we're interested in pitching ourselves to you as a future partner to, to, to receive the baton, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Timory at com. Now, that would be T-I-M-I-R-I-E. Isn't it handy that my mom gave me such a complicated name but made every other letter an I? Yeah. I love my mom, don't get me wrong, but I wish she let my dad call me Rocco Cacciatore because that would have been – Cacciatore is pretty badass, but I would have been – I'd be famous by now if I was Rocco Cacciatore, I feel like. Oh, you know, I was in inside sales not long out of college when Jean-Claude Van Damme hit the real popular – martial arts movie scene and I was selling yellow page advertising long dis- or uh, yellow page advertising in inside sales and I am still friends to this day with the coworkers <laughs> and they will just laugh at how many times they can all they would I would spell my name literally 50 times a day and tell the story oh <laughs> no I'm not related to Jean-Claude and <laughs> no my parents didn't want a boy first. I have a or a boy named Timothy. I have a bro- older brother named Doug, and my dad's name is not Timothy; it's Henry. So it's a great name, though. I it, love it. You know, my name <laughs> in sales was always my icebreaker, and by the time they hear the story and how I got my name, we're friends and laughing, and they forget that I'm a salesperson that they're not really supposed <laughs> it's, it's, to let It's a through. great way to stand out. If I ever have a son, he's for sure going to be Rocco Cacciatore. I think that is brilliant. <laughs> uh, and the only question I haven't asked you um, is to call somebody out. And I really want this to be my North Star. I want to do the work. I want to find the leads. Who do you respect and admire in this industry? Somebody who you're just like, you look to in awe of like, whoa. Like, if, if I could get that person... To be a guest on Restaurant Unstoppable, I would absolutely listen to that episode. So many, but I would say at the top of my list, I'm going to go with Brent and Brad Stevens here in Wichita. In the time we've been open, they've gone from two concepts to, I'm thinking, seven or eight concepts. And they have... The systems in place, they have, we frequent all of their concepts, and they never miss. Yeah. And I admire what they bring, but they do it right. And they are growing at a rate, and they're keeping up with it. Um, I, when I see what they do, I'm in so much awe because... I can hardly think past these four walls because it's just Patrick and I. And they now have a small army, but they're still ever present. They're in their restaurants. That's what I like to say is like you should make you should create a restaurant that you want to be, to at, be at. But you should also have the choice to not be at it. Yes. 
Uh, and I love people who choose to be at their restaurants because they want to be there. That's what the world needs. Yep. So, uh, Stephen Hospitality Group, look out. I'm coming after you. I'd love to get you on the show. You already told us how we can connect. connect. That's Timarie at thedudadiner.com. Or just dudadiner.com. Just dudah. at dudadiner.com. D-O-O-D-A-H-D-I-N-E-R.com. And this is episode 1048. So head over to restaurantstoppable.com slash 1048 to find a summary of today's discussion. Links to owner.com because, uh, and, you know, full disclosure, they are a sponsor. I'm super grateful to have them as a sponsor. Uh, and I'm really just Im- impressed by um, what they're doing over there. Frankly speaking, uh, Adam first reached out to me, I want to say almost, it was like two years ago, almost, over two years ago, and he just wanted to talk. And he told me about what he was doing with owner.com. At that time, I was like, this is a really young company. Like you seem like a really smart dude, and you, I feel like you're you're on to like amazing things, and you you got a great do name. Like that's awesome, and like you can tell when you talk to Adam, and he was a guest on the show. If you haven't checked out his episode, it was huge. I should probably oh. give the the link to that episode. Um, it was an hour and 45 minutes, and I had to listen to it in three different sections, and I've listened to it now three times. Because even though I know him and I'm a customer, I learned so... I mean, yeah. it wasn't about owner. It was very great insight. That was episode 1036, if you haven't checked out that episode yet. And uh, yeah, like he reached out to me again. I, I think the way we ended that first conversation was like, reach out to me again in the future, get some clientele, and like, I need to be, I need testimonials. And like that, what, when you can get me testimonials, then like let's talk. And like, what a testimonial this has been, you know. And um, I think I think what they're doing at Owner.com, that they're just getting started. It's going to be really impressive. So, which is again why our future looks so bright. Yeah, and I, I'm we're happy in we our, their in touch. hands. Yeah, for sure. And uh, this is when I say there is no questioning. You are unstoppable. Woohoo! Cheers. There is another episode wrapped up here at Restaurant Unstoppable. Special thanks to our guest today, Timory Shibley. Also, special thanks to Patrick and the Duda Diner. And these two, man, they hit a special spot in my heart. Uh, this is one of the things I love about being on the road is it's not just the two hours uh, a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, on to the next interview. I get to hang out with these people. I get to dive deep into who they are, what their values are, and uh, the, the, you know, the sometimes the hard truth of the reality of their businesses. And there's, I think there's two different ways to think of success in this industry. You can choose the chaotic path uh, and you can choose the path of order and process. And in life, yin yang, order and chaos. And I think that Patrick and Timory are beautiful examples of people who are successful in this industry because of who they are, because of the values they have, because their passion for their food, because their integrity uh, for the, their food, uh, and their relationships, and their willingness to help, help other people and to connect people. And this is one way to, to be successful in the, in the industry. It's absolutely 100% a path. It's also a very hard path. And you can be loved. And that is a form of, I think love is a form of currency. It's something that we all value. There's, there's social value and they absolutely 100% have social value and they have integrity and they're doing the hard stuff. But that at the end of the day, even these people struggle. Even these people wonder how they're going to make it another year. 
and my heart goes out to these people. These people are my parents. These were my parents. This is why Restaurant Unstoppable exists. And I feel like it's my personal my personal mission to to find the Timorese and the Patricks of the world who are killing it with love. They are so loved and to give them security. And that's what we're here to do. That's the mission to inspire, empower, and transform the industry is to transform the values in the industry and to empower people with the knowledge so they can have the best of both worlds. So they can find the balance between chaos and order. And uh, I think owner.com is one of those amazing companies that is providing order to chaos and helping people like Timory and Patrick. And uh, I also wanted to, to let Timory and Patrick know uh, that they, they're at the end of their career and they want the Doodah Diner to live beyond them. Uh, they know they can't do it alone. So if you're listening to this and you're somebody who is the next generation of, of professionals, somebody who has the heart, who has the soul, but who's also a smart operator, who knows system, who knows process and is willing to maybe give Timory and Patrick a call. Talk about maybe being the recipient of the baton because they are looking to pass this baton off to the next people. So please do reach out to Timory and Patrick if you or maybe thinking of a change. Maybe you want to take over a business that already has love echoing coast to coast for this for this concept and within their community. And you can take it and take it to the next level and be the infinite game for Timory and Patrick. Please reach out to them. Uh, they have something special there. And I want to see them have that security and be able to sell their business and retire and be happy. And um, this this sentiment that I'm sharing right now is also the, the overarching you know, sentiment of what I'm trying to do here at Restaurant Unstoppable with building community, bringing these people, these leaders across the industry together in one spot at Restaurant Unstoppable Network and paying forward this knowledge to the next generation so we can put an end to this identity of being a, an industry that's just not profitable where, you know, you, you can't, you don't open a restaurant to make money. I mean, that shouldn't be the reason why you open a restaurant, but it should be a benefit. It should be a byproduct of owning a restaurant. You should have fiscal security, like for sure. Um, and that's what we're going to be doing at Restaurant Unstoppable Network in the future. And one thing that I'm trying to be very mindful of as I go into the future is I don't want to become another pay to play platform in the sense of I promote the tools and services that are paying me to promote them. I want to be proactive with my sponsors. I want to find people who share the same values, who are behind this idea of if we're going to go into the future and be successful, we can't do it alone. You need to know your lane. You need to stay in it. And you need to find partners, collaborators who are strong where you're weak. I think owner.com is absolutely one of those platforms. I think Restaurant Systems Pro is absolutely one of those platforms. I think Restaurant Technologies Inc. is absolutely one of those platforms. And I'm so excited to announce that they are coming back for another quarter. And help me stay honest. Join Restaurant Unstoppable Network. Uh, we're going to have three tiers. The first tier is going to be a content library. There's over a thousand episodes, a mountain of content at Restaurant Unstoppable. We're currently in the process of going through the archive, organizing that content by geographic, by restaurant type, by the amount of locations our guests have by the type of guests we're talking to, whether they're a CEO, COO, owner, chef. What we're trying to do is we're trying to help you become more intentional with your listening so you don't have to search through the list, but you can literally filter, create filters and go exactly. You want culture content? We got you. You want systems and technology content? We got you. You want marketing content? We got you. So now you can filter through. That's going to be pay gated 
and the reason why we're paid getting this is because we can't do it alone and we need the support of our listeners to go to this vision of a better future together. So email me, eric at restaurantstoppable.com if you want to learn more about that. We're in the process of building out the funnels to this, this network. The first gate, the first tier is going to be that content library. We're also going to offer a highlighted or highlight reel if you are in that tier, meaning I'm editing down this content to the biggest takeaways. So less than an hour of Restaurant Unstoppable per episode. We're also going to have ad-free content too. So this is the stuff we're going to be doing at that first tier. The second tier is Restaurant Unstoppable Network, kind of what it's always been. That's community. That's live events. That's me connecting you with the tools and people being referred to us organically on the show. And the third tier, we're going to do an upsell where I'm going to be coaching. I'm going to be coaching the things I'm passionate about culture and human factors. And I'm finding, I'm calling them my Gandalfs on this, this, this hero's journey, the people that I'm going to tomorrow, if I'm opening a restaurant, the path I'm taking, the tools I'm investing in, we're going to collaborate with those tools and we're going to get in person. Well, not in person, but live, I should say over zoom coaching from me and these hand selected people that I'm going to, if I'm opening a restaurant tomorrow, if you want more information about this, please again, email me Eric at restaurant or Right now, just go to the show notes and join the network for $29.99 a month or for $300 a year. We will grandfather you into that second tier, that community tier. We'll also send you a hat. We'll send you a t-shirt. We'll send you a mug, but we need to prime the engine. So what are you waiting for? Head over there, support this mission to keep this show honest, and don't let it become another pay-to-play platform because I'll tell you right now, that's what everyone else is doing, and that's where the world of marketing is going, and I think it's fucking disgusting, and I do not want to be a part of it. Help me keep this honest. That's it for today. Until next time, peace out.